Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Pesci Island Vibes, the podcast that continues to reinvent the podcast. Wow. I am joined today by my co-host, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Deinheimer. Dylan Deinheimer. Um, now, Dil, you're uh, you sound kind of far away. Can you? I'm right come here. here. Baby. I'm right there you here, are. Baby. There you are. I'm right here. Baby. All right, we're back. Uh, thank you for listening to our Christmas episode. Uh, yeah. Dylan had some thoughts. He threw a fit after the fact after we recorded it. He was like, I don't even know Christmas Carol. And uh, I don't know. There were, he was, there was, a, there were a lot of tears and he used uh, some words that I dare not repeat here F- on this um, podcast. F bomb. F bombs. Not a good look, TBH. That's T bomb. That's to be honest for the uh, older folks that listen to the podcast. Um, what what were your thoughts on the last podcast, Dylan? I have no thoughts about that podcast. I can tell you what I ate today. Oh, good. Well, he really wants to get to what he ate today. So let's 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 start off with that segment. Okay, Dylan, what did you eat today? Okay, you know, I'm so glad viewers have been even text, texting me personally to ask me what what my daily like dietary, like what I've been doing, you know, where the magic comes from, I think is probably what they're trying to get at. Um, so I'll just tell you what, what my uh, schedule is today, at least. I woke up at 6.05. Um, <clears throat> I woke up at 6.05, went to the local grocery, picked up uh, kielbasa, jar of pickles, some eggs. Went back to the house. I mean, I'm talking... Two foot long kielbasa. I uh, got some beer. I also bought beer. I filled up a pile of beer. Threw those fuckers in there. You know, a little pickle juice too. I fucking boiled that shit. Ate two feet of kielbasa. Went back to sleep. Woke up. Made five eggs. Ate that. Came here. Came, came to where, I was, where I'm resting now. Slept, woke up, had half a steak, some vegetables, about, oh, I don't know, about five meatballs, pasta. And that's that's it. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. But we're on the, we're on the winds. Of, sorry. Ooh, it's a lot of food. I got to do a lot more stretching. And, uh, you're gonna make room for all the uh, all the food, and um, but I am tuckered out. I can tell you right now. I know that we're past the whole Christmas thing right now, but I feel like Santa Claus, ha- having done his work back in the cabin with Mrs. Claus, and I feel fat. I feel fat, and I feel content. What did you have today, Mike? That's confidential, actually. But um, what is what is that rustling noise? It sounds like you're scooting around in a litter box, about to take a dump. Is it happening right now? It's not happening at the moment. I'll let you know when it happens again. No, Dylan, you don't sound content though. You sound depressed. Are you okay? Well, I got laid off from my normal person job. Uh huh. Um, what about and that, what about your super person job? This is it. Oh, this is it. That's yeah. right. I mean, I, I do jobs to fit in with the rest of people, but... Like hand jobs, really... blow jobs? Yeah, any kind of jobs I can get my hands on. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess that's just the thing, you know? Uh, you know, I'm just kind of here. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say is now I feel what it feels like for a guy to be laid off. And that's just, that's as important as having a job, you know? I'm like getting into the character of a guy who got laid off uh, for the holidays. It's like you're preparing for a role that doesn't exist. Right. right? It doesn't exist yet. Not yet. For me. But um, you can, uh, if you, if you think it, 
Well, if you think it, you can dream it. And if you could dream it, you could anything could happen. You know? Right, right. You could wake up scared. <laughs> right, right. Um, I I want to be in the new remake of Cinderella Man. What about the remake of uh, Christmas Carol? I would never do that. You'd never do that. What you don't no, want to talk Christmas be, Carol be, anymore? I can be Bob Marley. Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be I always Bob thought Marley. I always thought Bob Marley should be in a Christmas Carol because <laughs> when I, when I'm watching Christmas Carol, uh, I'm thinking, "Where's the reggae?" <laughs> yeah, <right. You> know? <laughs> where's the reggae? Like, this is this is great, but where's the reggae? <laughs> yeah, what's that one? What's that one meme of like? This is reggae or something like someone. Uh, I think I showed you a uh, vi- uh There's like a ten-hour loop of Axl Rose demanding reggae of his band. Give me a reggae. Give me some reggae. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a ten-hour loop of it on YouTube. It says uh, Axl Rose asking for some reggae, but he's demanding it. He wants. Yeah. Thing. Give me some reggae. It's maybe like. It's maybe linguistically a, a question, but it's a demand. Right, right. It is more of a demand. Well, I've got some good news for you, Dylan. Why another baby? And the listeners. And not it's not that big of news, but probably okay. just as good, if not better. Okay. Uh my brother sent me a bag of White cheddar and caramel popcorn, and you'll never guess what brand it is. Velveeta. Oh, I hmm, that that could be good. I, I I don't know if they I don't know if they've tried their hand at popcorn, but they should because everything else that they do, they just really knock it out of the park. And I uh, I love Velveeta as a brand, and I am a yeah. faithful customer. Uh, I, I buy. Sure, sure, I buy. I buy at least my weight uh, in Velveeta every month. Um, wow. It's it's liquid gold once you melt it down. Wow. Um, and when, when you don't melt it, it's solid gold. Uh, oh, so either way, it's gold. Sure. And all, all that glitters is gold it's as not... well. Okay. Well, well, no, it is. It so, is right. So if you're going to talk about Velveeta, don't forget about all that glitters. That's all I'm saying. But um, this uh, popcorn is from Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. Um, uh, as you should know, I, Dylan, I know who Brad Garrett is. Should I know you should Brad? because we did a whole "Everybody Loves Raymond" episode. Oh no! Uh, and this, of course, Brad Garrett is, of course, Ray's older uh, pig brother. He's a cop. Um. And I'm going to try it right here on the podcast. This is white cheddar and caramel popcorn. This is from his comedy club. Mm. Um, it's the number one comedy mm. club in Vegas, which uh, wow. I don't know what that says about Vegas, or I don't know what that says about Brad Garrett. Um, right. Have you have you ever seen Brad Garrett perform stand-up? Why don't you just shut your mouth and start putting popcorn in your mouth? How am I going to put popcorn in my mouth if it's shut? <laughs> you didn't think about that, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Now, listeners, listeners, I know what you're thinking as he's about to uh, bite into this popcorn. I hope you're not stopping. You're still moving, right? Still moving. Still getting that popcorn right right into your mouth. Um, you know, before he chomps into this and while he's chomping into this, I would like to point out that some of our worst episodes have been both Christmas themed, Christmas Carol themed, and Ray Romano themed. And yet we're doubling down. We're eating the popcorn from Groove Groove Garrick's disease comedy club. <laughs> and uh, and I just wanted to give us give you guys a little inside scoop into that. Into I mean, who knows? Maybe in twenty years that'll be the highest played episodes. Um, the bogus Christmas Carol episode in the bogus Ray Romano episode. Maybe those maybe those will be winners. Now let's check back in with Mike. Mike, how is Ruth Garrett's diseases podcast? Popcorn. Ruth Garrett Ginberg's popcorn podcast is um it's a hit. 
Ooh, and, a little uh, kernel in your back of your throat, huh? Yeah, a little kernel. Um, These aren't kernel-less. Are they kernel pops, or are they... Was Orville Redenbacher a kernel? Coronel? He kind of... He kind of was Orville Redenbacher, a colonel. Cornell, maybe because Chris Cornell, maybe he should have gotten his hand in the popcorn game. I feel like he could have made. I feel like he made such good music that his popcorn couldn't have been bad. Right, couldn't have you been know? bad. He could have thrown an extra no. fifty grand in to say put some caramel on there too. Now I'm going to review this popcorn, and of course, uh, I'm going. It, it it is white cheddar and caramel popcorn. Mm. Uh, sort of a sweet and savory mix. Let's I describe did just want it too. to let's describe it because I'm really curious about because a lot of times they'll have pops like corn pops, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll have a traditional popped corn kettle. Right, right. Kernel. This is more of a traditional popped style uh, okay. corn, and okay. I did before I finish the review. I did want to mention that uh, the Christmas Carol. Uh, and everybody loves Raymond's episodes, of course. Uh, some of our most beloved episodes, highest rated, uh, most listeners, um, from all over the wow. world. Wow. And uh, I did just want to say that, uh, you know, sometimes I uh, will try something different on the show, and it's usually a big hit, a big payoff. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, and sometimes. Uh, the show tends to stagnate, you know, with the same old, uh, you know, Dylan with the same old shtick. Uh, but, right. uh, you know, sometimes we deviate and it's usually a big success when that happens. Right. That's true. But the thing I wanted to say about the popcorn is it's it's uh, not bad. I thought now this is from a comedy club. Hmm. So I was thinking it was, it was going to be old and stale. Because I thought yeah. it was more of a novelty gift. Yeah, like but it actually tastes right. It actually tastes quite fresh. Okay. Um, the combination so the t- of the sweet... tin is doing its job. You would say the tin is is. I mean, I uh, okay. I guess you're not looking at me. It's not in a tin. It is in fact in a bag, a black and well, gold good. bag. Now, I can, mm-hmm. now, now the viewer knows. Now the viewer, the listener knows. Good point. Good point. Right. I forgot that Perfect. they couldn't. See, I forgot that he, they couldn't see me. So maybe it's a good thing that you're not looking at me. We're both. And there's blind. no reason why. There's no reason yeah. why you shouldn't be looking at me. I'm a. I'm. I'm not a bad looking guy. You know. I've got. Uh, sure, a couple of whiskers here and there, but. Mm. Sure. It's good. So like how, how intense, how intense, what is the cheddar to carbol ratio? I think it's well balanced. Um, okay. There's more cheddar corn than there is caramel mm. corn. Okay. And I think that's important to keep that uh, balance. That savory um, grounding. Mm-hmm. But then those wisps of caramel might wisp you away. And they have. Uh, wow. wow. And, you know, because caramel corn is very, very sweet. And uh, right. it could overpower. Um, look, I don't want uh, you getting too wisped away. Okay, I need you for the pot. <laughs> You're <laughs> I mean, right about that. You should not be having I, your head in the clouds. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Thank you very much, and I do appreciate you for keeping me grounded. Um, I would say, uh, after eating Brad Garrett's popcorn, the brother of uh, beloved Raymond, uh, I I would have to say that everybody loves. Uh, popcorn. Popcorn. Eating this. Stars. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves popcorn. You're gonna give uh, it five Ray Romanos. I'll give it five. Hey, Debras. Uh, yeah. and one. Hello, Raymond. Of course, Ooh. in honor of Brad Garrett. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Thank Brad you, Brad. Garrett's I can't wait you. to uh check out your comedy club and see some of the great comics performing there. Hopefully you'll swing by and uh, have a drink with us as well. Um, hey, Mike, if you could cast the entire um, bag of popcorn, would you? Who would you pick to be that for the the that most recent popcorn that you you ate? Don't do this on the podcast. Three, okay, two, we can one. I was we can talk. Osborne. How do you feel about Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> Look, we can talk about the Christmas Carol episode after this podcast. Okay, great. Okay. So I'm going to lock in Ozzy Osbourne. 
Sure, lock it in. Lock it right up what, your ass. For what all about I that care. The guy's about to die. The guy's the guy went back to England specifically to die. Did he? Ozzy Osbourne. Is he trying to be closer to his family roots? Really? He wanted to be buried next to the Queen. I'll be buried very next to the Queen. Ozzy? Is that you? Ozzy. Ozzy. Uh, if you tell you, tell you, he should have been born in Australia. He could have called himself Aussie. Aussie Osborne. Aussie. What do you think Osborne. about that? <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Very cool indeed. Very cool. Um, now Dylan, not a lot of our listeners may know this about you. Maybe they do. No. I, I don't know our listeners. They refuse to contact me. I. Uh, but um. You are, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you're a, you're a musician. I'm a musician. I'm a European uh, musician. European musician, but born (laughs) in the U.S. Born in the U.S. Really only spent little time in Europe. So I wouldn't actually call myself European. So I'm sorry. I was trying to goof and gag and. Oh, I see. Well, I actually know a uh, you're a shitting musician, and that's Gigi Allen, the fa- most famous shit musician. Ooh, I love that. I love he's a shit musician. Shit mm-hmm. musician. I love it. Shit musician. I mean, they go hand in hand, really. Um. So, Dylan, uh, you have a you have a you have a band, right? You call yourself Soft Milk, right? Yeah. And people can listen to that on Spotify. No. No, 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 that was Soft Milk was definitely more of a special, had to be there kind of act. Um, but it is recorded. Kind of, it's some some of it. I would say may might be might be on YouTube. Soft Milk. YouTube, um, and I know for a fact you can find them on SoundCloud. It might be on SoundCloud. Again, I don't know how good these... I mean, an interesting story about that is we, we had finished recording together um, the two-piece band. We may or may not have done some overdubs at this point, but um, we're both, you know, multi-instrumentalists, so we tend to do that sort of thing. But we, uh, we had recorded our magical set, and it was in... Eli, my co-worker's um, phone, and he was in Europe, and he just got to Europe at the time, which is funny, I just mentioned Europe, but, and uh, some a group of little, you know, kids or whatever, putting it lightly, I could describe who they, what they looked like, or, you know, where, where I think they came from, but I'm not going to. Let's just say it's a group of kids, and they pickpocketed Eli. He had ran, ran down, ran them down, chased to the streets like a born ultimatum episode. And they finally, he finally got them stopped, and then he got pepper sprayed, and they ran away again. And uh, yeah, pepper sprayed by some kids. Yeah, pepper sprayed. So the original recording of that era of that time, like a capsule, if you will, of of why that was so significant is gone. Uh, we have tried to redo it before, but uh, I'm not really, I'm not too, too pleased with it. All right. Uh, so forget about soft milk. Uh, it's dust in the wind, as they say. Um, yeah. I mean, I got, I got a solo thing out on YouTube. Doesn't have. And, and wh- where can the people find that? That's just YouTube. 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 You type in, type in Dylan Beckwith or Hazy Breakfast or something that'll pop up and it'll be a kind of like a made I mean I made it on my phone so it's not sonically um, true but it is interesting and it is good it's a good rock and roll piece I believe uh, I, I, that's why I like, I like like rock and roll music and drums you know guitar and bass and sleigh bells and organs and stuff like that you're a great drummer I've seen you I've seen you shred Thank the you. drums Mm-hmm. I'm a great good drummer. drummer. Great drummer. Um, uh, do you have anything in the pipeline uh, musically at the moment? Well, we just got back some recordings from Wayne State Recording Studio. Um, they sound great as they are mixed. Uh, however, I don't. 
I don't love my vocal delivery. I don't love a lot of the <clears throat> bass lines, and I don't love a lot of. There's a lot of stuff I don't love about it personally for me. Okay. Um, but I mean, it sounds cool. I could release it and be fine. Uh, but it's kind of a re-release of what I was talking about that I put on YouTube under Hazy Breakfast. It's kind of like a partial re-release because I wanted to use actual microphones in an actual studio instead of just my phone. And uh, I mean, really, if I didn't tell you that, you wouldn't really necessarily be able to tell on the original recording um, that's on YouTube. But for me, I can tell. And I would like to have everything be more high fidelity, uh, be more interesting, I think, to me. So we got some stems back from that. And so we're working on that. I mean, I guess we're shooting probably towards, I don't know, February or March, probably getting that done. Might be February. in spring, but... Or March, so keep listeners keep your ears. Yeah, you might like post. it. Who knows? It's it's pretty. It's definitely not trap music, but I I'd like to think that I'm trying to incorporate some more contemporary sounds and rhythms this time around. Mm. Uh, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Maybe I'll just get pregnant with someone and move into an apartment and kind of just fade away. What are you describing my life now? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no. Casual no. dig. Casual dig on. Wasn't me. even trying to casually dig it. I think your life's terrific. Uh, you know what? You're wrong. <laughs> I could just see some wrong. I just love hanging out with the kiddos. What can I say? I mean, I don't know. That's what I like. My kids are the best. They've been uh, a little wound up uh, due to the holiday season lately. But oh. um, don't you worry. Uh, enough time in the pit will break yeah. anybody's spirit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and we've got time to spare. And I know they do because there's no school this time of year. But um, oh, okay. well, um, something else I wanted to say uh, for the listeners uh, that they may not know about me is I fancy myself something of a singer-songwriter. Um, oh, Mike, let me ask you about it. What have you been doing lately? Oh, me? Mostly singing and songwriting. Um, yeah, have you been recording it or just songwriting and singing mostly? Mostly sing. Uh, mostly I'll uh, write the song first. Okay. And then I'll sing it, and um, okay. I'll and sing it. Song write it, or you song write and then you sing. Is what you're I song I song wrote, and then okay. I sung, and I'll sing it in a room generally, and sometimes the music will, like, uh, I don't know if there's a word for it, but it kind of like bounces off of the walls and back into my ears. Yeah. So it's like it's like a recording kind of, and it is a performance for myself yeah um and i i mean i get into it i stand up sometimes i'll forget i'm holding an instrument <laughs> i'll stand up <laughs> and my keyboard will come flying off of my lap i'll just say whoa whoa, whoa. you just kind of jump jaunt up and then suddenly wow the table's on the ground and yeah yeah I'm about, I'm about to start boogieing to my own tunes right and, and then uh-oh oops i broke my instrument that's Dang another it. hundo. That's another hundo, six hundo, seven hundred grand. Easily. So I, I, mean, had I don't record with anything less than oh the best one hundred percent. Yeah. Every time. So let me just but, ask you this. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Let's get into it. Let's dig in and I'll say, Can I may I ask you? This is pretty big. Okay. What is your songwriting? process what is your style what do you how do you do it really I mean, how, how's the bread made? okay um okay personal yeah because, I, I mean yeah i don't mind getting into it a little bit uh i'm asking you to be like uh taylor swift <laughs> and, and, well and, you know well i'm gonna have to speed it up if i'm going to be swift uh but uh sure i'll give it a shot <laughs> uh, uh i don't i don't uh of course hold myself on the same uh level as ts um taylor swift but uh yeah I, i've written some okay stuff and uh, and there is a process and uh if there are any i i assume that a lot of our listeners along with being very busy and educated people 
I assume that many of them are also creative types. So I guess if they're looking to um, uh, write some of their own music uh, or uh, this, this could probably uh, this process could probably be helpful for uh, if you're going to write stories too, or uh, a novel. Yeah, I, I could get into it a little bit. Um, well, I, th- I think the best place to start is with step one. Uh, step one, I will, I will look around for some clothes to wear because okay. I am nude. Um, Usually that's like step zero is being naked. Um, so I will, I will search around, search around the place looking search for something around. to wear. I don't care if it's a robe or, you know, some of my wife's clothes, but, um, it, this happens more often than not. Uh, if I can't find anything to wear, I will uh, lay down and take about a three-hour nap. Again, sure, yeah. And again, that 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 happens more often than not. And generally, if that happens, uh, there's not going to be a song written on that day. Right. Don't wake, don't wake Mikey. Mm-mm. No, no, no. That's a big no, no. And it, if there were going to be rules to my songwriting process, that would probably be the first rule: is don't wake Mikey. Of course. Yeah, okay. So we'll lo- let's um, lock that. Let's lock that one in. That's rule locked one. The, the process number one: don't wake Mikey. Don't wake Mikey. Do you yes. find that you get a lot of inspiration from dreams, or no? You think those are hoo hoo, hoo hoo poo poo. Um, I think that I could, but I oftentimes, uh, you know, when you wake up, you'll remember your dream very clearly and then it fades too fast uh, I, I can't often get pen to paper fast enough because my I keep my pen across the room near your clothes all the way across the room right. yeah from from the paper so I don't I don't typically make it but um if, if if you have if you remember your dreams well enough you can absolutely use those as inspiration for your music okay um, have you ever written a song based on a dream? Uh, I think maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not too sure. I, mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who had a really good dream? Probably one of the best was Martin Luther King. Martin Luther Dream. Dream Jr. Jr. Had uh, one of the more famous dreams, probably. I would say. You wrote a whole speech after he woke up from it. You're right. It was a speech, not a song. But I'm sure, I'm sure with a little tweaking, it could be made into a song because oh, there's yeah, a, uh, there's a musicality uh, in the Definitely. way that he speaks. Oh, I thought oh, you were yeah. singing, getting jiggy with it for a second. No, 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 See, right? No, 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 no. Getting jiggy with it. From the red hills of Georgia. <laughs> the rest of it, you know. And the rest, yeah, of course. Right. Everyone Thank knows you. it by heart. Um, So, yeah, that's the first step. Uh, I'd say that the second step is I, uh, if I find clothes and I'm dressed, okay. uh, then I start, uh, I try to envision my guitar. Okay. And I think as hard as I possibly can. Now, is and, your new Bugatti at all involved? Are you in the Bugatti when you're doing it? Is that just, just the car you drive sometimes? The Bugatti, the Bugatti is always in the back of my mind. Oh, right, I mean, right, right, the Bugatti, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's a beaut. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's parked. Really. That's parked right in the back of my brain. It's hard to focus on anything with that Bugatti in the driveway, you know. <laughs> but um, uh, so I I try to envision the guitar, and um, if if I can picture it well enough, I mm-hmm. will. I'll pick up my my guitar. I'll pick. Now, does your guitar have any guitar. pickups? It does have pickups. It is an acoustic okay. electric. Um, so and it does pickups. have pickups. Yes, not a lot of acoustic electrics have pickups, mind you. I okay. like that sound. Just as an aside, 
it's nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's very uh, jangle very jangle very jangle kind of a uh elvis costello kind of jangle almost god um, i love that little costello mm-hmm. man Yes, so as do I. Uh, yes, and uh, Elvis Costello and his uh, what is his band's called? Band called the Merry the Men. Lovers. The Merry Gen- the the, Not the no. Oh. You're thinking of Jonathan Richman and the Modern Lovers. That's pretty cool. I mean, they are cool. That's uh, cool to think about. So I just give I like, a little credit. Okay. Yes. Uh, big big ups for. Th- coming up with something that is cool to think about and uh um they make me think about your popcorn there's a there's it's a not mine it's brad popcorn. garrett's popcorn i'm just i'm just uh renting it oh you're you think that i get to now. you think i get to keep this bag <laughs> you are <laughs> sorely so. mistaken my friend i guess not i'm sorry <laughs> well brad I'm garrett sorry. is that you <laughs> it's me brad garrett brad garrett uh, i just want to say my popcorn yes i've been eating popcorn. my popcorn I've been enjoying your popcorn, and later I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna eat some, and I'm gonna watch some of your comedy, and I can't wait. That's terrific. I'm a little leery of you, but that's just because I'm leery of everyone. As you <laughs> should be. That's kind of your uh, whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, a party and slaps. And Romeo come in. Hey, what what the fuck? All the popcorn's gone. Romeo. <laughs> Romarian, <laughs> whatever the fuck is dick. Name. Everybody loves Romario. I love that little um, fucker. Yeah, that little fucker. So it's a cute little fucker. Anyway, so now you picked up the guitar. The guitar is now in sure. your hand. That's only if I've envisioned my guitar well enough. If I can't oh, envision my guitar, yeah. I've got to lay down for at least a five-hour nap. You're talking deep roots. And I'm talking uh, about manifest- deep sleep. Yeah, well, that too. I'm thinking about deep roots manifestation, real kind of magical kind of stuff. You know, like maybe you're into the devil. Sure, it's like well, yeah. There's the element. Uh, the devil is certainly involved, but yeah, yeah it's like a. It's almost like a form of meditation. Mm, uh, I love it. Okay, so if you so if, let's say on uh, it's Tuesday, it's raining outside. You found your clothes. You're trying to envision, but you keep thinking mm-hmm. about Bugatti, or some of your kids are doing your wife or the rain. And you don't feel like you've you've envisioned enough to pick up that right. guitar. You're taking a five hour nap, at least. Yes, I'm out. You drop everything and you take your clothes way back up. You take a five hour nap. <laughs> oh, they're coming off quick, and I am dead to the world during that nap. Uh, I don't care if there's an emergency. I don't care if my kid lost his leg. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so you're it's not conceivable. It's conceivable that you'd one wake up. Not find clothes, sleep again yeah. for another three hours. So now we're at, sure. we're at not we're at what, eleven hours of sleep. Then mm-hmm. let's say you wake up again, and yeah. this time you don't quite feel right in your envisionings of the guitar. You take another five hour nap. Now we're we're up to sixteen hours. You just napped <laughs> sixteen hours, Mike. I mean, do you do you realize how slow this process could be? This is, this is not Taylor Swift. You're right. I mean, this is <laughs> this is pretty painstaking stuff. Yes, believe me, I know how slow it can be, and uh, and it it can be frustrating, especially that. It helps that I don't have a deadline. I don't do this professionally. You know, I don't have to have this mm. song written by. You said Tuesday. I I right. this it can't happen on a Tuesday. No, this. No, uh, sorry, it's it's no, it's that's not right. Happen, it's got to be a Thursday. Thursday through Monday deal, I'd say. Right, and it's but, a labor um, of love, so it might even just be the next Valentine's Day. Absolutely, buddy, that's right, and uh, it actually works best since it's a labor of love. It works best on Valentine's Day because that is the holiday of love, of course. Right, um, loves love, loves love. I, I love, love loves. Love um, love. <laughs> love, 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 love. So yeah, all right. So once I pick up the guitar, it's uh it's on at that point <laughs> wow. Wow, uh, wow yeah so first i put some strings on it because of course oh. it's unstrong sure um e through e uh all six of them i uh okay. i put them each on one at a time generally um you're not doing anything artsy there's no keith richards five string all six all in tune to correct 
you know, generic guitar tuning. Sure. Sure. When, sometimes when I'm messing around, I'll do a dad gad, uh, which is for you mus- musician types. That's an alternate tuning. It's like a Celtic tuning. But when, when I go in to write a song, Celtic uh, bazooki. Sure. I like it. Well, I, I like a lot of open chords, like a cowboy. Oh, me too, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll I'll tune my uh guitar to C O W B O Y, and that's when you get those cowboy. really nice open cowboy t- uh Two chords. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I haven't been writing as much country western music lately. Okay. Uh, lately it's been more of like a reggae tone, like kind of trip hop, uh, ska <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of beat. Anyone can get that. Anyone can get that beat on their uh iPhone. As a matter of fact, you just pop open, pop open your uh, what's it called? Oh, that's nice. Did you write that? I just did just now. Which kind of, I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to ask me in this episode what my my process is like, but it's a little bit, that was a little bit of a teaser of what my my process is like. Yeah, you know, my, I I just, I was just thinking that my process, it's taking a long time to explain, and there are many, many more steps, so this might have to be a uh, uh, teaser for the next time, we'll pick up next time, because there's at least seven, seven, nine steps left, and each one is pretty long. Uh, pretty so long and pretty integral, I'd say, to oh, one hundred percent integral to the process, and I mean, I mean that's how you get those. What's a lot of the work is, I mean, Abraham Lincoln, right? He says, "You give me six hours to to, to cut down a tree, mm-hmm. I'm spending the first four hours sharpening my axe." And yes, I mean, that's you, just you know what they call that in the kitchen, Dylan? Prep. Sure. Uh, or as the French say, mise en place, which en uh, place. Tr- which translates to everything in its place. Uh, that's right. It's all about the preparation. And if you're well prepared, you're going to yield some good results when you go in and do the actual work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't um, even know where my rolling pin is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can stretch the, the dough as long as I know well. My sauté's guillotines, I can sauté. Yes, and as long as I have those two things, I can cook just about anything, really. Beef Wellington. Correct. Brecht. Brexit. Brexit. Brexit Brexit breakfast. Brexit and scrambled. Brexit and breakfast. Breakfast. Breakfast's breakfast. Breakfast. Um. But Dylan, let, let let me ask you: What is your songwriting process? I want to know this because I, I really am uh, impressed by your uh, songwriting uh, prowess. Uh, why don't you uh, open the door to your process for us a little bit? Why don't you crack it for us? A lot of that it, it comes down to living it. I like to live. Um, I mean, like how you're saying your process is really long and the whole six hours and the mise en place. And so here, you're talking mise en place. I'm talking mise en. What's going on behind all this shit? You know what I mean? And a lot of it is, you know, getting involved with, say, you know, non savory characters and savory characters. It's getting involved in situations and places that most people wouldn't want to necessarily be involved with. It, it requires taking big risks and chances, spending a lot of money when you don't have it. It takes doing, you know, trying new things out, um, whether that be jumping in, you know, down a waterfall or cliff diving or, um, you know, like a cave exploration or walking through the woods, even a simple walk through the woods or a coffee date or a certain drug experience or many drug experiences or many, many, many drug experiences or so many different kinds of drugs experiences. And of course, you know, taking in others' art, taking in poems, lyric, pictures, movie, other other musicians, you know, songs and stuff like that. And seeing what resonates, asking yourself, why does it resonate? why is resonating now.com 
what to do now.com with resonating thoughts now from other outside. Then take what's inside and rub it with outside that makes static electricity, figuratively speaking, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. Then comes the mise en place situation, whereas we all have instruments here. There may or may not be a we, there may just be an I. It's it's all ready to record. The recording button is freaking pressed. All the levels are leveled. It's okay. When I hit something, it's going to be recorded correctly. When I strum something, it's going to sound all right. And now in that situation, it's a lot of opening up my mind and just letting things come out. I do not do well with a very... I'm not one of these guys that sits there with, I, I just, I'm not even with, with joke right here. I could be right. I could be, I mean, this is by why, you know, there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of, you know, uh, not positive things happening because of this. But I think when, when it, when it does strike, it is like lightning and it is magic and it is really powerful. And, and, uh, and so it's like, yeah, it's not consistent. You know, I'm not really writing jokes, but when I get myself in a frenetic enough state and I go up on that stage, let's say, to, to do a five-minute set, ten-minute set, um, I'm loose, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm the right amount of loose and the right amount of tight and tense that whatever comes out is going to entertain the audience. They are going to laugh. I'm going to win them over. You know, same thing musically. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, that's what rock and roll is all about to me. Rock and roll is all about what's going on right now and so when I go up on stage I barely know my own songs <laughs> you know and I got a bagging band and we're going off and that's when I get most excited because one it's rock and roll so it's easy so we can't really ever screw up too much and if I vetted you to be in the band you're probably cool so it's almost like surfing it's like or any kind of sport like this you're kind of just riding a wave of what am I going to say next what's going to happen next how am I going to move my hips that's an important one and what am I going to play on the guitar, bass, you know, drums, piano, whatever. And I like it like that. I like it. I like um, real artsy fartsy vibes. I like, you know, early Floyd kind of vibes where it's like, let's just fucking explore this, you know, or let's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not even saying just early Floyd vibes, but I'm just saying like, it's all about the moment to me. And I, I not to mention, we mentioned Ozzy Osbourne earlier. And that's something that I recently heard that um and it really resonated with me because he apparently ozzy wouldn't write lyrics he would just let the band jam on something when it was kind of like a hit feeling he would go up there and he would just kind of off the top of his head just kind of incantationally recite lyrics in the moment and those were the lyrics for the song you know he wasn't like i'm thinking about black demon and maybe because then you get then you get lost in analysis paralysis land where it's like oh is this right if i just let myself go off and i just trust myself because i like myself then that's when stuff from beyond comes through and hopefully it's being recorded bud because if it's not you're gonna have a whole lifetime of really cool ideas that just kind of they don't go anywhere because you don't write them down after I mean, sometimes I'll write like little words down or like little phrases down just because it's like it's those are inspire inspirational themselves, like little anchors into those places. Little anchors, little tethers, little buoys of oh yeah, remember that? Or ooh ooh ooh, or though those two or three words together were amazing. I really want to make a song about live, laugh, love. I really wanna have a song that's about live, laugh, love, you know, but I wanna make it cool as fuck, actually. And not be like a totally tongue-in-cheek thing but like it's totally tongue-in-cheek but I, I don't know about that you know maybe uh, there's something actually important there's a mandala there of thought that that kind of uh it's a like a fractal if you will from a very simple idea and that's that's kind of what my process is like but again it's it's very um hey if it's not recorded it's kind of gone forever so it's frustrating um, but yeah, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not like a Nick Drake guy or something who's like in his room with with a pen and a paper. Live alone. And I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm playing. Let's we'll get the strat out. Let's get the drums going. You know, and I'm going, wow. 
yell, you know, screaming or something like that. And then something kind of hits me, something kind of strikes me. And then, um, yeah, I just, I, mo I mostly use the recording technique as a means of writing. So I kind of do it all in one pot, like a one pot dish. We're going to back to meat, to, to food. I kind of tend to one pot dish it. I'm not like cutting up carrots here and then running over here to light the pan. Or, no, it's all putting it in. We're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting eight hours. And, you know, we're just going to season salted taste. And hopefully when it comes out, it's a, it's a good stew. We didn't just wait eight hours for it. But, um, you know, I like to think that I, I understand enough about taste that whatever comes out at the end of the, those eight hours is going to be tasty. It's going to be nourishing. Thank you. Good. Good, good, good. You ever start with a hook? I'm only hook. Like, I almost only do hooks in my head. I like a good hook. I'm like only about hook. <laughs> Both the movie and the, the device. Oh, I was talking about the movie. Oh, God, I love that movie. I was recently talking to a, a couple people. And they were watching like those weird, creepy pedophile movies that were like, uh, like the Goonies and another weird, off-putting one. It was like the and I and I Goonies, whatever, whatever. You know, I, I really don't like it. I think it it's a trash movie, actually. Besides my distaste for the directors and some of the shit that had had happened, um, but also Pee Wee's Playhouse. I like Pee Wee's. I like I would actually watch Pee Wee's, but it's also the very unsettling, very creepily trippy child things and i had piped in and said i'm more of a my family we were more of a hook family mm -hmm. and that really resonated with them in fact um a, a beautiful woman she turned to me and she said i always wished i was a hook family that we were a hook family i was a hook girl you know but i never really was a hook girl um and you guys got married right there on the spot huh we keep getting married and we keep getting divorced so luckily <laughs> Luckily, the money, there's no real big money exchanges, you yeah. know. Such um, is love. Such know. is love. And, but I mean, how do you feel? Hey, that could be a good family? hook. Do you think there's a hook? Well, such is love. Something like that. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> such yeah. is. Yeah. Hurt me. Yeah. Such is her. Yeah. Such is no me. More. No so, more. Oh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Such as her, such as me, touching now, her, touching, touching me. me. Now we're uh, speaking of Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers. That's uh, that's got some Jonathan Richmond vibes. Jonathan Richmond, of course, one of the great songwriters of our generation. Also, one uh, of the greatest stoner voices of all time, and allegedly never got stoned. So, what a cool guy i could see that i hear that he's kind of a dick but uh that's allegedly that's just autism i mean it's just whatever but i mean i i heard someone gave him weed once and he like lost it i could see that <laughs> like, i would love to i would pay to see that you know but he's got this voice that's kind of like this you know or like hey man hey. oh yeah we just oh, like man. to play rock and roll rock and roll yeah it's kind of like whoa dude you are chill as fuck dude <laughs> I love that vocal yeah. stylings. I just something about that West Coast cheese wheeze, smoking he's, skippy d's, you know, cheese Louise, cheese Louise, kind of like shucks the bucks sound. You know what I hate most? though? can I talk to you about, about what I hate most musically and otherwise, art and art wise? Because I just yes. said it. I don't like. I don't like the shucks vibe. I hate shucks. I hate what, like uh, apologetic for what you're doing, being apologetic or just like, for yeah, or dang, or like mm, I can't believe I'm, or it's like oh, and oof, it's like a little bit too sentimental, it's a little bit too precious, it's mm -hmm. a little bit like oh geez, oh shucks, oh my, I wrote a song and it's about my cafe latte. <laughs> I mean, I was listening. To this, I, I hate listening to this. songs about cafe lattes. Cafe latte. There's just like there's like a whole like indie genre vibe of like. I mean, it, it, so many artists have done it. Like, Zoe Deschanel got a very shucks vibe to her. Man, she's you so know, not, random. Because <laughs> like, a lot of her stuff is okay. But, God, but. she's so random. You know what I like about Zoe Deschanel? 
She's so oh, random. So random. <laughs> I saw a picture of her. She put a bag of chips on top of her head. Like, who does that? <laughs> wow. That's what I mean. It's, that's what I mean. It's so shucks. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. And then you, you kind of do a... You kind of do a, a Jim from the office look at the camera, like, right? That's me. That's me listening to that record or list or watching that movie. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! And I'm filming you listen to it, and you give. Can me we that have look. at least one? Can we do something at least a little bit impassioned and actually you're right. saying hell yeah the entire time? How about like, yeah? How about a, a little sincerity? Wouldn't hurt you. Fuck, please. Right? But like, yeah. there'll even be shots about their sincerity, like. I don't know. Can I show this to you? And then it's like, <laughs> then you're like, whoa, what's it going to be? Is this going to be like a really intense, like, this is going to be like intense trauma or like intense poetic alchemy of through souls changing, you know? Oh, no, mm-hmm. it's just like them being like, yeah, like I painted a fence and the fence got old. And you're like, <laughs> what? Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Oh, me, oh, my. Why don't you go shoot your fucking shucks little head off, you little shucking bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Kill yourself, but I motherfucker. Hate that. I mean, the thing is, it is such a vibe. It is a very all-pervasive thing in art. Like, there is schools. Like, every school has a shucks camp. And yeah. Would you see that I that's, mean, like, the equivalent of meta humor? It's like a... Yeah, there's a way to do meta humor correctly. Like, like a Tim and Eric or, like, a, a few of those guys they hang out with or, like, they know. It's, like, meta and it's funny. But, like, a meta in a in this kind of like I mean I had it I had it a second ago but it's just like hey uh, you say a meta I say Amada let's call the hey, whole thing off let's call the whole thing off all right <laughs> so so that's cool we got a little bit of insight into each other's little I'm excited to hear part two of your thesis <laughs> it's gonna be a doozy I'll tell you that much uh might have to break it down into least two chunky or three monkeys. episodes two chunky monkeys ben and jerry oh shout Ooh, out to ben and jerry let's do it you know um, what that means it's ben and jerry corner it's ben and jerry it's ice cream corner it's ice cream social we're gonna now rate our favorite ice creams you and i where our, where our top ice creams are mm-hmm. and our least favorite best yeah good uh, so why, why don't you start with your favorite? My all-time favorite. Yeah, it's got to be butter pecan, baby. I know it's butter a pecan. Hey, I'm into it. It's good. It's buttery. Kind of it's in... buttery and dark and and nutty and caramely, and it's also it's something where you can add another flavor if you wanted to, and it wouldn't fuck it up. Or you can just like have it straight out. It caramel, mm. caramel, great. Raspberry, probably. Cherry, chocolate. Why sure. not? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Butter pecan, kind of an old person flavor. No offense to you. I'm an old, you. Gal. I'm an old, gal. old kind of gal. Old Betty, old Betsy. Um, old Betsy Wessie. What are you? What? What about a black walnut? Are you a black walnut kind of guy? I could do black walnut. It always makes me think of Andrew Zimmerman from. From the Travel Channel, Andrew and Zimmern, Emmer Zimmern, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what his show was called. You remember what it was called? Yeah, Man versus Taint. Taint, yeah. And yeah. Um, anyway, great show. But I remember he. No, no, no. It was Taint Misbehaving. Oh, Misbehaving Taint or Taint Misbehaving. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, but I remember one episode. He he kind of got candid with the. Uh, the camera guy and you know it's about time because i feel like he's always putting on this phony kind of facade you know sure sure and he said you know to be honest i can't have walnut i can't i've tried it in every possible way i know i'm a chef i know i should be able to like taste past this but i can't there's something physically happening with my taste buds and i get that like there is a bitter there's an intense tannic bitter tree like quality to those nuts wow that yeah. in the back of my throat if i didn't taste through it i could be like yeah i don't this isn't pleasant but i can taste through it and it doesn't really affect me chemically so strongly oh. so i i enjoy black walnut i could see that my next favorite would be key lime key lime ice cream what am i hearing I du- uh what am i hearing 
uh, double. Wait, hold on. Let me start that over. Yeah, what am your, I hearing? Rub your ears. Hold on. Let me rub my ears real quick. Hold on. It's gonna take me a second because they're so big. Right. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to do the shaft and the shaft. All right. No, 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 no. I don't start at the shaft. I start at the head. Okay. Of my ears. All right. Okay. Okay. What am I hearing wrong? Key lime. <clears throat> key lime key ice lime, cream. Key lime pie inspired ice cream. Yeah, that's right. That sounds Little good. Coconut. I would. Uh, I would eat with coconut. And what am I hearing wrong? No, I would. Did I do I would that right. Put, I'd either put coconut flakes, or I. Or I. What I'd say is I'd situate a, a scoop of of key lime pie right next to a scoop of uh, coconut. Oh, you naughty boy! You're naughty. Naughty, naughty, naughty. So those are my top three. Now I know. Way. So why, why don't you give? Why don't you go? What's your top three? I had this uh, peanut butter cheesecake ice cream that was really good. That's pretty fun. I liked it. Yeah. I like. I like. Uh, I like a good uh, cookies and cream okay. ice cream. Okay. And then uh, let's do uh, moose tracks. Moose tracks is fun. I love also. I do also love cookies and cream. I know we just both okay it, but. Mm-hmm. Cookies and cream, that is... Well, I mean, I about. said it was my second favorite. You said it's just okay, so... Well, I know. I, I was just so excited about you to hear the third one, but I just got to say, both Moose Tracks... I'd say Moose Tracks is really, really, really good, but something about cookies and cream, it tastes like the manna that I hear so yeah. so talked about, or, mm-hmm. you know, Ambrosia. It's, like it's like a biblical ice cream, almost. It's so good. I could, if I could get yeah. it piped into my gullet, hundred percent of the time, I would. I get sure, it piped in. Sure. I might get and, tired of it. Oh right, uh, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, that's that's something that you could include in a Sunday. Uh, it it plays well with others. Um, uh, a fine ice cream. Uh, t- to be sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, cherry ice cream, cherry chocolate, very good. Banana, very good. What's the worst ice cream, Dylan? Come on, give it to me straight. Don't fuck around on this one. The worst ice cream? Ugh, this is hard. Uh, I would say anything that's like cotton candy or bubble gum. I know it's probably, mm. like probably a lot of listeners would love that kind of stuff. Gross. I'm not, I'm not, it's very girl. It's very... Very gross. Only a girls have ever um, been with. They would why like would you that. want... Why would you want something that tastes like bubble gum that you swallow? Because it's... why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems wrong. They uh, want like they want sugar gum drop, sugar, sugar gum drop, more dye. It's like they want a unicorn flavored, just... exactly. With, like fairy it's just something sprinkles. about the estrogen mixing with the testosterone. That's what the that's what comes out of that. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm getting nuts and butter and fucking. Yeah. You know what I mean, but it's just all the reasonable. naughty, very all the reasonable. naughty. Just for the fellas. Don't yeah. tell the women. Don't tell women now. Don't um, tell women how much butter and chocolate is in my ice cream. They won't like it at all. They won't like it. They'll say, give me the bubblegum one, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was also good for a second, split second. I was going to say, this is really controversial. That's why I didn't say it. I thought about it for another second. Oh, uh, here's another good one. Here's another one of my faves real quick. As an aside, orange cream. Very Yum. That, Yum. Are we talking sherbet now here, Dylan? <laughs> no, no, no. Sounds I'm like we're talking... entering sherbet territory. If we're I could do a sherbet like that, but you better put some whip on there because I want a little bit of that cream essence into the, into the mix. But I'm talking real oranges and cream, ice cream. But I, I was going to oh. say, man, chocolate, neither one of us has said chocolate yet. And there, I think there's a reason to that. What do you think? What is your take on why you you or I have not even touched chocolate ice cream? Well, cookies and cream has a chocolate component, as sure. does moose tracks. Sure. Um, I like a I like a white base, generally speaking, for yeah. my ice cream. Yeah, a white base, a and, cream, just white. Unless you have like a uh, Neapolitan or a Spumoni, where the chocolate oh. is mixed in with a couple other, then flavors. it's fun. Yes, then we're having fun. Finally, thank God. God, relax. 
<laughs> everyone chill have a little brad garrett popcorn get a scoop yeah. of uh, you know, spumoni. <laughs> Raymond, bag. Raymond, who ate all the spumoni? Oh yeah. Listen here, there's only one of us can have spumoni here. He's holding his uh, nine millimeter to Raymond's head. <laughs> you pushed me too far, now Raymond. You was he? Was he a dirty cop in the show? I don't recall. I think he no, was. He was straight up. He was just straight oh, up. Oh, that's no fun. I like a he dirty a cop guy. in a show. Yeah. He was I like him to be filthy. What? I like a filthy cop in a show, like covered with chocolate. <sighs> I swear I'm a cop. I have like dash <laughs> <laughs> outside of this pool. <laughs> they think pool it's just pool. a homeless guy with like a Halloween costume. Covered in chocolate. <laughs> you ever see a homeless guy covered in chocolate? Never. It's usually feces. Feces. I know. I always, I always rub my finger across their skin and taste it just to be sure. Yeah, and I'd say chocolate. Does he know where a bunch of chocolates at? <laughs> I'd say nine out of ten times it's feces. Right. Yeah. This is one time though that we were in Cleveland and that guy was covered in chocolate. He knew where a bunch was, didn't he? He showed us the spot. Yeah, that was a good spot. spot. The Spumoni right, right. spot. And the you, Spumoni... you, you, you immediately climbed into the uh, the vanilla vat. And I climbed Dumpster. into the strawberry vat. And right. we, all three of us gals or guys or pals. I, I call us gals because we're guy pals. Sure. Um, we we hung out in an adjoining vats. And we, we with each our own flavor. And it was cool. It was nice. And when we got out, we uh we were able to share. We licked each other from head down to our toes, right? Um, sucking on the toes too. We each had our own fill of our own flavor, yeah. and then we got out and we just kind of licked off. You know, let me taste what that vanilla was like. Oh yeah, vanilla, yeah. Oh, let yeah. Me taste of this chocolate guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. that was nice too because that was one of the hottest days of the summer too. Ooh, and uh I mean. Talk about refreshing. It was like, uh, remember those old five gum commercials where someone yeah, would dude, be doing something very refreshing. And then the uh, the narrator of the commercial would say, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like you're in Cleveland, Ohio, and you're near the woods and there's vats of ice cream for some reason. You, you know, they're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> How could yeah. this even be? There's No one could even give me a lottery that could... You know, and it's like, what? <laughs> there should be a lottery that involves that kind of prize. Uh, yeah, scratch this thing. You might get a chance to go into a vat of ice cream with a homeless man. <laughs> he, uh, he knows where it's at. <laughs> uh, sign me up, please. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where um, it's at. We, we don't know where it's at. He, he no, no, us. no, no. No, and you it's not on Google Maps. I promise you that. You got to follow. <laughs> you got to follow the homeless guy. You could update uh, that satellite every two weeks, and it still ain't going to show you where that's Still that not going to show. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. Well, um, great, Dylan. Uh, uh, I think this was a good palate cleanser after the uh, Christmas Carol episode, which yeah. um, I'll, I'll be straight up. Uh, not everyone thought that it was, you know, the greatest episode of a podcast ever recorded, but there what? is a pretty good uh, number of people that do agree unanimously that it is in fact the greatest uh, podcast ever recorded within the past 10 years, at least. That's so, a lot of pods too. I mean, I, the, the, the market is flooded. It's like a, a clogged toilet and we are just, but, a, but a, a kernel of corn in oh, the uh, in, in the proverbial clog. turd uh, in the clog, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sticking around for our little kernel, you guys. Thanks for sticking around for our kernel, just like we're sticking in the toilet that is podcasting. And uh, as long as you're listening, uh, throw us a like, uh, subscribe, click all the buttons, maybe even write us a review for God's sake. Lord knows we can use it. We're just little guys. We're not, we're no Conan O'Brien or uh, right. what do you got? Tom Sharpling or uh, what, who else has a podcast? Polly Shore. Uh, Conan. 
Conan O'Brien again because you know he's he's the uh designated pod father, but the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, minus right. the women on the show. Whitney Cummings. Um, sure, Whitney Cummings, Whitney Goings, yeah. uh Teamster, uh Paris Hilton, uh, James Crump. James Crom, Crom, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's Sam Sam Morrill, Sam Raimi, yeah. All those podcasts. Uh, I'm not knocking those other podcasts, mind you. I listen to all those every single day. Joey Coco Diaz. Oh my God, the Coco! You know, we actually had him on the show once, and I don't think you were part of that episode, but it was quite a treat. Oh, really? Um, I love no, you were on that guy. episode. You were on that episode. He he just uh yeah yeah, yeah. you were there. You were there. Um, the best episodes ever. It Not is soccer. a great episode, and I uh, I definitely encourage our listeners to go back and listen to the Joey Coco Diaz <laughs> episode of Big Betty Island Vibes. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Dylan, for giving us a little insight into your creative process and for just being the best darn co-host a host of a show could ask for. Oh. Thanks for being a great host and a, one of the best hosts I could imagine ever. Thank you. And oh, by the way, this is the last episode before boop, boop, 2023, baby. Hey, I'll see you next year, douchebag. <laughs> we'll see you next year, douchebag. And we got some naughty, nasty things in store for you next year, you piece of oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I yeah, hope you like being good. degraded. Yeah, you little fuck fucker. You little fuck pig. Shit fucking pig, bitch. I'm gonna piss on you. I feel like there wasn't that much profanity right here until the end. Uh, right. Almost didn't. Almost didn't have to click that explicit button. But let's start doing Big Pesci after dark. Ooh, that's when we get real naughty and we talk about fucking and shit. Yes. Yeah. And poo poo and everything that goes along with it, like paper. Um, um so um, we're gonna make and also look in the look in our store for um see you next year douchebag t-shirts yes yes with the big 20 there's a big 2024 on it i forgot yeah. which year it was gonna be so i <sighs> mean you can push it off a year yeah. yeah you can get a jump start on uh next year's new year yeah it's almost funnier if you're wearing a 2024 t-shirt for 2023 so yeah, that's something too yeah because then it's actually cool because it's like where's he going what's he gonna right. do yeah and it's arrow it's an likes. it has an arrow pointing to the right too so uh whoever you're standing next to is the, uh, the brunt of the joke douchebag yeah <laughs> yes that's right the uh the uh titular douchebag as it were <laughs> uh, <laughs> titular douchebag now there's a good song right. well uh, uh anything Fire. else you wanted to uh put out there before we uh, wrap this sweet baby up there dill no i feel like i can finally take a a new year's nap and I'm going to try to write a song, which will more than likely lead to a nice long nap. So we'll see you next time here on the Big Pesci Island. And thank you for listening. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye.